Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 55th dose, and it's called Long Game. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to share with you some of the things I found helpful in navigating the intersection between my emotional and spiritual well-being and the sort of physical embodied world. And this to me is magic. This intersection is amazing and beautiful and stunning, and it's also real. I can, I can touch it and feel it and experience it with my body. So that intersection between the magic and the real is what I talk about here. And for me, my relationships with other humans have been a source of a lot of this learning, a lot of the real magic that I've felt has been in relationships. And so this is about that, and it's also about creativity. And so I'm making this particular podcast because I want to talk about the long game. I've been, th- I've been noticing that some of my relationships with my own creativity and projects and with other people have a lot of a longer story arc than I expected. And this to me is one of the most beautiful things about getting older, um, is that my stories are getting longer and they have more depth and more chapters. And so I'm valuing more and more or considering more and more how long some stories can be. And therefore, I'm sort of careful in a different way. I think when I, let's say like in my 20s, all my stories were pretty short. Uh, I'm in my 30s now. Um, so I hope that my stories get a lot, lot longer. Um, but I even notice in the last decade that uh, I used to think I used to treat stories as kind of like way more immediate. Like it's almost like my my foresight was not very far ahead. That I I just couldn't see very far into the future. And so everything felt much more immediate. Like things needed to be felt and sorted and like yeah, it's almost like every short, every story was a short story, so the plot was like fast and uh, furious. <laughs> and now, because I've had the honor of participating in some really long, beautiful story arcs that are still happening, I feel like aware of how long and slow some things can be. And that the the actions and events that happen have these like amazing ripples that go out for a really really long time. So this could show up like in a reacquaintance with somebody who you met a long time ago and it was maybe just a passing acquaintance but then it it comes back. This is sort of like the comes back around podcast I made a while ago of and that, like the ripple sort of bounces off a, a far shore and then comes back and you get to ride the wave again. And that I don't 
always know what pebbles of what I make or do or connect with are going to, which ones are going to ripple out further. The event that sort of precipitated this clarification of this theme, which I'm sensing in a lot of different areas, was a games night a few weeks ago. And I was playing games with two friends of mine and for the first time met one of their sisters. And so I'd never met her before. And over the course of the games night, we realized we had a mutual friend and who I am not close with right now, but had been decently close for a little while. And so this gal at the games night is like, oh, that's cool. We both know so-and-so. And then like a, a while later into the game, she just sort of like stares at me across the table. and is like, wait a second. Like you, you wrote a book didn't you? Like, I've read your book. (laughs) The one with all the letters, like the envelopes. And I'm like, yeah, I did write that book. Uh, it, that was a long time ago. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I read it at this other friend's house. Like she was cleaning her house and I was over. And so I was actually the one who got to open all these envelopes and read them to her as she was cleaning her house. I absolutely loved your book. Like, is there any way I could get a copy of your book? Does it even exist anymore? And I was shocked and I like, this was a significant project in my life about seven years ago, I think. I had just gotten off of living on a sailboat and I, during the time on the sailboat, I had started writing this book. Well, I didn't know at the time it was a book, but this piece that uh, was like a a fictionalized exploration of different people I had kissed and what I had learned from those experiences or the premise was like as if I was writing to those people, as if I was writing them a letter months or years later. And so I I made, and then when I got off the boat, I finished the project and physically made all these letters and put them in envelopes. And I, I constructed 50 books where I took old hardcover books, like flipped them upside down, tore out a bunch of pages and made the pages into these sort of or um, uh, slits where an envelope could physically fit inside. You may have seen a book where it sort of pretends that you can open envelopes, but those always bothered me because you couldn't actually hold the envelope. And holding an envelope and seeing both sides and having like the stamp and the frank, the frank is the, is the mark that the post office puts on a stamp to show that it's been mailed word. So I wanted the the re- people to experience like the very physicality of a letter. And so there was t- one letter for each letter of the alphabet and you could physically hold the envelopes. They were sealed. You had to like actually open them. And I wanted there to be this sort of f- like intimate feeling of as if you were like opening somebody else's mail. And the construction of these books was a big project. Like I had all these photocopies of the letters and then I physically had all these envelopes and the stamps and the franks and I used old, less valuable stamps. <laughs> so I didn't pay for the postage on all of them, but I did like physically have stamps on every envelope, which if you do the math on like 24 times 50 is quite a few. But I was so passionate about this project and I I learned so much from you know, the stories that it was based on and the 
the construction of the book and it was kind of this self-designed debrief process of my era on the boat. And I sold quite a few of them and I gave some of them away and I have a few left. I, I threw out some of them because I thought this project's done <laughs> and I kept just a few and I, but nobody has mentioned it in like years. And so to have this woman seven years later, randomly at a games night, remember my book and love it and now wants to buy a copy, one of the few remaining copies, just like totally thrilled me as an artist that was like deeply satisfying and I guess validating that these things I make, you know, that one wasn't as warmly received as I'd hoped. I hoped that everybody who read it would love it and that wasn't the case. I got some people who were like, what the hell is this? Um, it was the tense part with my family. Um, I had hoped that my mom and my sister would, would love it and they didn't. My mom said she couldn't even read it. And, uh, but yet it was also like a lesson in me knowing that I, like, I just had to make the thing. I just, it had to come out of me. And so it was really beautiful that on this really long, long game of that project, seven years later, somebody wants it. Uh, and it got me thinking about this legacy of creative projects that, like, I don't know what it, what effect the things that I make have. And yet I just still make them. But I want to make them carefully because, you know, they might... Their, their ripples might be like at least seven years long. And that's one of the things that surprised me about this podcasting uh, endeavor is the, the length of it in that people can listen to something I, I said over a year ago. Like it, it has a longer lifespan than the immediacy of what I'm saying. And that feels a little bit, um, sometimes I get a little bit nervous about that. I mean, I guess I could take down episodes if I really wanted to, but I also feel grateful that I can make something and then let go of it and just trust that it will find the people it wants to find. And I've talked with other creative people about this, this feeling that what we make isn't really our own, that maybe it didn't come Maybe it wasn't ours to start with. Maybe the inspiration came from somewhere else. And that there's sort of this like releasing and letting go of it into the world that feels good. And it also leads to curious long game like results. For me, this considering the long game is countercultural because so much of what we're fed these days is very fast and immediate it's all about like instant gratification and like get it now need it now want it now have it now that it's just fast and we don't have that well we have opportunity to practice not getting what we want but how to do so elegantly to not just be disappointed but to be intentional about the the pace, as I've talked about before, but that some some games, some relationships, some creative projects are not quick 
endeavors. Like they just, if you're going for a certain quality, if you're going for a certain experience, some of that absolutely cannot happen fast. I made another podcast a while ago about my uh, frustration with this whole notion of deep dives that is on the internet with like, as if you could have a deep dive quickly. If you do that, you get like the bends and doesn't go well. Uh, that long game, like some things take a long fucking time. Like they just build over years. And you can't like fast forward that shit. You can't like, you can't go faster. <laughs> that some, yeah, some projects and relationships just have a really long story arc and that that is immensely beautiful that's what I'm feeling a lot of lately is that the time the delay the length to try and feel that as like spacious and delicious and beautiful instead of like empty and annoying or despondent that there can be such skill and dance and beauty in a longer longer view of what we're up to. So maybe there's a relationship you're in and there's some sort of tense point or something that just feels like you don't know how to resolve it. And maybe, maybe it is not going to be fixed today. Like maybe not even tomorrow and maybe not even next week. Maybe the, the healing or the understanding is a lot longer. I think of the relationships with my family, which I guess are some of the longest in my life, and that they have like long seasons. And I didn't know when I was younger that there could be so many different seasons of care that everybody's evolving and hopefully growing. And so we get, like, it's not going to stay the way it is, but it may be growing slowly. It may be changing slowly. But if we slow down and watch and pay attention, I think we'll notice that every day, every moment has a different, slightly different quality to it. Like the seasons around here. I live in the west coast of Canada and around like the forty ninth 50th parallel and so our seasons we have seasons we have four seasons and some would argue three because our winters are not that long and cold but I'd say we have four seasons and that they they have their speed and on one hand it seems slow like in the middle of winter it seems like summer will never come but also like week by week there's always something shifting like when I, as I pay attention more to, you know, the the foliage, the animals, the collective mood, it's always shifting. Like the maple trees from one week to the next, sometimes even from one day to the next out my window, are different. There's not a time when they stop. Like there's a few weeks in winter, maybe stretching to a month, where they actually like kind of hibernate and and slow down but even then like the the way that the rain interacts with them or the snow and what's happening on the inside with their sap 
Like it's never not moving. So I feel that in these stories where even when I don't see any evidence of shift, it's still shifting. The seasons are turning, the planets are moving, we're growing up. And some of these really long games, really long stories, they on one hand aren't going to shift overnight, but they also are always changing. Like I can feel this, this bothness of that. And as I look out on the trees that have like, you know, you look back and I'm like, wow, now they all have leaves. Like a few months ago, they didn't have leaves. And I feel that in some relationships of like, oh, wow, now we can talk about this and we never used to. Or now we can navigate this so much better. And, or now this project, like this tarot card project that I started a year ago, it's a long game for a project for me. I don't usually do things that slowly. But sometimes it just, I wasn't ready to do the next phase yet. I didn't know the answer. I was stuck creatively or logistically. But I'm proud of having played a longer game and not given up because it was going slowly. And trusting that there's a, I hazard to say divine timing. And sometimes it's long. And I really hope that I get to play these stories out for even longer that some of my dearest connections I don't feel like they're they're short stories anymore and and that I also don't know how they turn out and but they're long and I think when I remember that they're long I have more patience for the moment more grace more more ability to it feels like Almost the difference between like walking somewhere than like driving a race car. <laughs> like if you drive a race car over a landscape, you might get to the other side really quickly, but you've fucking missed the point of, of the land. And that in these explorations of creativity and relationships, I feel like I'm interested in walking more. Like of noticing what's around me, noticing what's shifting in me in the other people, in my own creativity, being present for it and following it, following the moment, following the inspiration, following the truth of what is alive between me and the other person or me and the project, me and the idea. And it's feeling better to not rush things, which doesn't mean I don't feel always like a bit frantic. <laughs> I'm like keen and ready to go and like rearing and but I'm feeling like there's other options of what to do with that energy now than just like plowing super fast ahead and leaving a dusty fire wake that maybe there's a another thing to do with that fast fire energy and Maybe it could be transmuted into some sort of other expression that wouldn't result in just speed. Because some games are really long and the strategy, we'd do better to strategize for the long haul. Yeah, to that it, what if we don't think ahead to just today and tomorrow and what we need? What if we thought this was gonna, what if you knew that the people you know now you were gonna know for the rest of your life? Like, would you treat it differently? What if it wasn't just like 
it's almost like the way we treat resources as well. It's like, it was just disposable and quick and fast. Like, what if you didn't get to just change casts? What if the, you know, what if the people you're with are the people you're with? I mean, like, romantically or in family or in community. Like, would we play it differently if we thought we were going to be here a while? <laughs> Not saying there aren't sometimes to leave and change casts. But I wonder, would we play it differently if we, if we felt like we'd be here for a while? Yeah. If we knew that somebody was going to, like, read our book seven years later, would I have written it differently? <laughs> And also, we can't know. Like, we can't know the future. But maybe we can slow down in the present and therefore set ourselves up a little bit better for it. Okay, that's what I've got for you. That's my musings on the long game. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'm excited to announce that I've actually made the order for my tarot cards. Like, I've ordered the big bulk order. Uh, So there will be a podcast coming soon about me talking about tarot, that project, and yeah, but just wanted to give you the heads up on that, that I did make the bulk order, so they are available for sale, and uh, you can see more on my website, magicforrealists.ca. You can see pictures of the cards and order your own set there if you're curious, or for your friends. Actually, for everybody would be great. And... Uh, That's also a good way to get in touch with me if you want to say hi or share some thoughts. And you can also find me on Instagram at Magic for Realists. And I sincerely love hearing from you listeners. It really makes makes me happy. It helps me know what you're enjoying. And I guess it's an it's an honor to get to see one of the ripples. I mean, I don't I really don't know who all is listening to this and what effect it's having. And it's very encouraging when I hear uh, who's listening and, and what it's sparking in you. So thank you for that. And also another request, if you are listening to this podcast and enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If that's who where you're listening, that would be particularly helpful so that other people can find this and hopefully benefit from some of these ideas. So thanks for listening, and until next time, I hope you experience some magic in the real world. Bye for now.